0: Hello, and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries. I'd like to start by saying a couple of words about our dearly departed Pastor Young. I... Death is hard... I need blood! <laughs> my name's Claire. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Beth. And we are here to discuss Season 4, Episode 2, Memorial. Memorial.
1: Wow, I loved that intro, Claire.
0: <laughs> I was doing my best Elena impression. <laughs> I gotta say Memorial is a pretty lazy title. Usually, they try to come up with some kind of pun.
1: I know usually they want like to prove that the show writers have like read other books and like have cultural references and things like that. But yeah, this one's pretty basic Memorial.
0: I'm sure, there's a book or a movie or both called Memorial, but probably it's not like The departed, or the sun also rises, or you know,
1: right, exactly,
0: or growing pains, (laughs) TV shows, too. But it is very accurate. There is uh, a memorial or two in this episode. Before (laughs) we can get to any kind of like grief or memorializing, we have to see everybody like banging everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's part one. So, I'm assuming that
0: Stefan and Elena are waking up from a banging session, or did they just, like, camp in the woods without a tent?
1: Yeah, I thought that they were, like, just in, like, a a (laughs) post-sex snuggle, um, and they, like, dozed off in the woods because it's so peaceful. It's getting strong Twilight vibes from this scene and, like, most of the beginning part of this episode.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I feel like the way that, like, the lighting was in the woods and stuff was very Forks, Washington. It was. There's a kind of, like, blue tinge that isn't usually there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, like, I don't know if they were, like, trying to make it seem, like, a little bit off because Elena's going through, like, her transition and, like, everything probably, like, looks, like, hazy or, like, Mm. bright. I don't know, but I, I definitely saw that, too.
0: And I'm pretty sure the first Twilight movie starts with, like, a deer running in the woods. So there's also yep. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the old days when we would watch it in Chicago and yes. drink a lot.
0: <laughs> and laugh and laugh and laugh. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. The woods are prominently featured in this episode. I think it's pretty rude that Stefan and Elena are having sex in Caroline and Tyler's bedroom. <laughs> aka the forest I was
1: surprised it wasn't them like like when it pans and I'm like oh it's not Caroline and Tyler down here
0: they're swapping sex locales because later uh Caroline and Tyler are actually indoors in a bed oh of all places. yeah
1: that was like the first time we've seen it and they chose an interesting house um to do it at I will say
0: I don't understand their choices but hey they're grieving I guess all of these extras that we've never apparently,
1: met. yeah, exactly. These very important people.
0: These extras that we've known since we were kids. <laughs> but I'm getting well, ahead of ourselves, because uh, the main thing in this first couple of scenes is that Stefan and Damon disagree about how to handle baby vampire Elena.
1: Right. Yeah. So we have these woods scenes cross-cut with these scenes of. Damon and Stefan quarreling and the gist of it is that Damon believes that Elena should be treated like a normal vampire like every other vampire and be allowed to feed on people during her transition whereas Stefan believes that compassion is Elena's Achilles heel and that she's far too weak to be able to feed on a human because she might kill them and she will crumble. And then she will turn off her humanity switch, which I just feel like jumps, like, many levels. Like, just give the girl a chance, Stefan. Right?
0: It's like, she has such a big support system. She's the main character of the show. Everybody there is there to service her and her needs. Right. Like, even if she did kill somebody by accident, like, Caroline did too, and she got through it. And it's like, they're very different people, but... Caroline had almost no support in that situation, like Damon wanted to kill her and Bonnie and Elena were the only ones who really cared.
1: I know. I know.
0: I digress. <laughs> uh yeah, they are really pushing hard on this issue of like the worst thing that could happen is Elena turns off her humanity because only us brooding bad boys are allowed to do that.
1: Right. Yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like This concept never came up during any of the other vampires' transitions. They just kind of were like, okay, be a vampire, GLHF. Or wait, no. Yeah. Good luck, have fun. Good
0: (laughs) luck, have fun. I haven't heard that one before.
1: (laughs) It's been a long time. Um, But yeah, super concerned about that for, for Elena, of course.
0: I think Stefan's like, I just got her back as my girlfriend, if she turns off her humanity, she might not want to be my girlfriend anymore. So, no thank you. It is you. giving,
1: yeah, it's giving strong controlling vibes.
0: Mhm. And it, I mean, last week it was all, "Oh, should we have let her choose herself over Matt or vice versa?" Mm-hmm. And this time it's like, "Oh, should she be able to like be a normal vampire or should we control her food source?" Yeah. Typical Salvatore bullshit. Why did we start Wiremen so early?
1: I don't know. This is, yeah, this is like the basis for my Wiremen this week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's get to more fun topics, like Elena is having her very first Zooming lesson. Oh, yes. Oh, after uh, Stefan has kindly uh, maimed the deer for her and let her have a drink and assured her that the deer will heal. But Elena gets so horny when (laughs) Stefan, like, puts his hand on her hip through like three layers of clothes because everything is heightened. She's like, oh I can't God. zoom. You're giving me a boner.
1: She is so into it. It's so funny because I feel like Elena has not been sexual like, in the whole show. Like maybe a tiny bit in the scene with Damon where they were like making out at the motel vending machine.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: aside from that, it's been so like... I don't know, passive and like very just like a little lame. And now she's like, Ooh, Stefan, you're a hand. I can't think of anything
0: else. Yeah, with Elena it's always been like the romance aspect. So it's always like yeah. very tender love making to like right. tinkly pianos. <laughs> yes. But this is not so much. That's what happens when you become a vampire.
1: Yeah, you just can't control it. So you have a nice little sex scene where you're, like, zooming around from, like, tree to tree and having a good time. Now they're at the party.
0: Now they're at the party. So, yeah, they uh, are starting to get on the road to Zoom Pound Town. But suddenly Elena is starting to feel a less pleasant sensation in her body. (laughs) And she zooms away. And I'm very confused here because she vomits up some blood. I'm like, did she zoom far enough away that Stefan just didn't see that happen? And he just thinks that she like changed her mind about the sex. Because later it seems like he doesn't know that. that she barfed.
1: Yeah, he definitely doesn't know that she barfed. But why doesn't he have questions about why she immediately abandoned their sexual escapade?
0: I don't know. I feel like... Maybe he he's supposed to have known that she barfed, but he thinks it was just the once because animal blood is gross, uh. and he's not going to worry about it. But that seems weird. I don't know. Either either
1: option seems weird and off, so I'm not sure which is the right one. But yeah. or maybe they like actually did it, and it just happened so fast because they're both vampires, and everything's like heightened. I don't know.
0: And she has a latent allergy to that dick. <laughs> I think the thing that really gets me in this scene is it's really weird to see these two characters having this, like, sexual dynamic because they don't have the same kind of chemistry that Damon and Elena do. Like, just between the two actors. So it's like they're saying the lines like, oh, my God, you're turning me on so much stuff in. And I'm like, yes, uh, please tell me more about how aroused you are. (laughs) I'm very convinced. (laughs) It did
1: feel... Like, maybe that's what I was thinking about when I when I felt like it was, like, very out of character for Elena. But it's, you're right, it's, like, the combo of her and Stefan. They've just, like, never, like, had a moment like this in the whole series.
0: Yeah, and you contrast that with the scene with Damon in the bathroom later, and there's no words, but it's way more convincing.
1: <laughs> way sexier. Way sexier.
0: But we'll get there. Uh, first, we have to meet a brand new character, first of two. Uh, we're at the... Remains of the little shed, the colt shed at the young cattle ranch, where I thought it was really hilarious. They had like little evidence markers all over the place. I'm like, what are they marking as evidence? Everything blew up. (laughs) Oh my god. And like, there's the remains of the lighter on the ground, but the rest of the markers are just like on the floor next to nothing.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like on top of the whole table, like one on the
0: floor. It's like nonsensical, and, and nobody has found this note inside of the oven, which was the source of the explosion in the first place, <laughs> and somehow is not even singed or has any like ashes on it or anything. I know. I was like, would the oven
1: really keep it that
0: safe? As everybody knows, uh, in the words of Senor Chang, fire can't go through doors. It's not a ghost.
1: oh my gosh well good thinking pastor young
0: but our new character is a very cunning detective because he opens the oven unlike anybody else and finds a letter addressed to april
1: who would have thought to do that not the detectives of uh, mystic falls virginia that's for damn sure the deputies have seen better days
0: as we learned uh last week they're just going through a temp agency now for their law enforcement. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're like, I don't get paid to open doors.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this guy notices the lighter on the floor and the disconnected gas line. And he's like, this seems suspicious to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's putting two and two together. And yeah, I was like, who the hell is this guy? That was my first thought of this scene.
0: I still feel that way or at or the man. end of this episode. <laughs>
1: he comes in he comes in very very strong so yeah just like
0: uh Pastor Young except unlike Pastor Young he doesn't blow himself up at the end of his first episode
1: yeah this is like a I don't know I feel like I have like villain whiplash because I thought Pastor Young was going to be the big uh, villain of the season and now it seems like it's going to be this guy
0: who the hell knows maybe he'll make it two episodes maybe he'll be in the rest of the series I couldn't tell you (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah so then we leave this random guy um, looking over the evidence at the shack and we hop over to the grill everybody's favorite dining establishment so Damon's posted up at the bar per usual drinking some whiskey and Liz walks in in all of her glory she's got her <laughs> uniform back uh, I love great the-
0: now that the council was blown up I feel like wasn't the council more than the 12 people who were blown up in that shack. I don't know. I, apparently not. Cause I, Liz I has know. her job back. Carol's like not in jail anymore. She's still the mayor. <laughs> now it's just
1: her and Carol running the whole town. I think.
0: Yeah. There's nobody left.
1: Yeah. And Liz is making some accusations because she like kind of walks in and hands Damon a newspaper and she's kind of like, I forget exactly what she says, but it's something along the lines of this seems like a little too convenient for the whole council to be blown up. Did
0: you do it? <laughs> uh, to which Damon makes a couple of great points. First of which is I always take credit for my murders. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Fair, fair. And second of all, if I was going to kill a dozen people, I wouldn't have blown them up because that's such a waste of blood. I would have savored them. Excellent points. Excellent points and liz at first is like how dare you uh, i've known these people my whole life they didn't just come from central casting <laughs> but then he's like yeah but they wanted to murder your daughter and attempted to and she's like oh yeah right i'm okay with them being dead then
1: yeah she's like oh yeah that it's so weird like how they tried to make the council like seem relatable after not Talking about them at all or showing them at all in the first season, like the first three seasons of the show,
0: it's so unclear who was on the council because it seemed like they had gotten rid of all the people from the founding families who were on it. Yeah, when Alaric was in charge, but then who are all these other goons and how do they know about the vampires if they're not from founding families? Are they just like the second cousins who aren't in the inner circle? Like, I don't know. I feel like it was probably different actors every time they had the council scene too.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But I think we're possibly asking too much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of the show. We're council truthers.
0: <laughs> um yes, we need to know what did Damon know and when did he know it about the council. <laughs> so they're having their little chat and suddenly our sneaky creeper detective guy comes into the grill. Damon immediately clocks that this is a new person in town because apparently he knows everybody. Yes. He's like, who's the new guy? Yeah, he knows. And I'm like, oh, well, it's a black person. So he's probably just assuming there's a new witch in town. But, you know. Yeah. He has come to talk to Liz about the explosion.
1: Yes. And I forget what he says here exactly.
0: Well, he introduces himself, and uh, we get a prominent shot of his fingerless leather gloves oh, yes. <laughs> as he shakes mm-hmm. Liz's hand very em- emphatically.
1: Uh, right, and Liz asks, oh, are you the insurance I- inspector <laughs> or like some ridiculous thing? And he's like, uh, no, you can think of me more as an independent contractor like okay that seems a little suspicious but liz has no questions she's like okay share Forbes here that sounds good
0: (laughs) and they walk off and damon is like oh well that was rude he didn't acknowledge me but whatever yeah and he keeps on drinking
1: as you do at the mystic grill at 2 p.m (laughs) so then we leave the grill and we head over to the What I'm assuming is the school parking lot where our dynamic duo of Matt and fucking Jeremy are packing up boxes and putting them into someone's car. And we learn that the student council has made a bunch of paper lanterns to send off as part of the memorial service that's going to be hosted in the town uh, for all of the council members.
0: I'm going to have more to say about that later, but right now I just want to say, why are Matt and Jeremy allowed to hang out together one-on-one after what happened in the season finale last year?
1: (laughs) They're going to come up with some crazy-ass plot, like, I don't know, that's a very good point.
0: (laughs) But I also noticed that Matt's hair is looking better this season. It's darker again. Yeah, and it's, like, less styled, like, it's falling more naturally. Yeah.
1: I feel like they're trying to make him look, like, more haggard.
0: Like, like he's too depressed that... to put gel in his hair?
1: Exactly. that.
0: Yeah. But it looks better.
1: It does look better. But, yeah, like, him and Jeremy are, like, kind of catching up. So Matt's all like,
0: how's Elena?
1: And Jeremy's all like, well, she's doing fine, I guess, considering the fact that she's a fucking vampire. And... Matt's like, yeah, just let me know if there's anything I could do uh, except for giving her a ride somewhere, which made me laugh. I feel like there's like a couple of good jokes in this episode that we don't usually get. They're kind of like knowing jokes, I feel like, a little bit of, about yeah. the show.
0: <sighs> but I'm assuming he doesn't have a car anymore. <laughs> considering uh, oh
1: i thought he was making a joke about the fact that he kidnapped elena but i didn't think about the fact that his fucking truck was under the river
0: and as rebecca pointed out he probably doesn't have automobile insurance
1: oh you're right see that this this is a total pregnancy brain moment it wasn't a joke about the fact that he kidnapped elena he actually doesn't he actually just doesn't have a truck Oh boy! Uh, Yeah,
0: he's still (laughs) feeling really guilty this week. Yeah, he he and Elena both really want to die this week. It's a theme. Yeah, but they are interrupted when suddenly a petite brunette bops up and is like, "Jeremy Gilbert," and he's like, "I don't know you."
1: Yeah, and she's all like, "Imagine I have braces and I'm." Ugly and have a pixie cut or something along rude those Rude
0: as a multi-decade owner of a pixie cut.
1: No, doesn't she say something self-deprecating? I thought she did here.
0: No, I'm saying that she's rude. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's rude. Yeah, She says that she had an emo pixie cut last time I okay. saw her, which I assume means that Jeremy must must have had a crush on her because Definitely. that seems like super his type. Although that was... Before his post-parents-death emo phase, so maybe not. Yeah, it's it's tough to tell. But then it's very rude that he says, "You look great" with this yeah. tone of surprise, like you no longer have braces or a a super unfeminine hairdo.
1: Right? Yeah, it was maybe that's what Jeremy's response is like. What I was interpreting that from, mm. but yeah, of course he's like, "Wow." <laughs>
0: And then there's this really awkward exchange between the three of them where (laughs) April mentions so that the whole audience can know uh, that her dad sent her away to boarding school a couple years ago. And then Mm -hmm. she's and then Jeremy's like, oh, my God, your dad. I'm so sorry. And then Matt is like, your dad was Pastor Young, wasn't he? (laughs) Like,
1: no shit. Uh, I know. They didn't have to lay that one out for me, even.
0: But there are a bunch of moments in this episode where April's trying to, like, talk matter-of-factly, like, make casual mentions of things like, My dad just died, and everybody's probably mad because it was his house, and, you know, we didn't always get along, and it's uh, not, like, weeping right now, but everybody's being really awkward about it. And yeah. I just want to say that feels very true to life to me from my experience of when my dad died. <laughs> like, it's really hard to just casually mention it without everybody getting super awkward about it, which is yeah. to- I it's totally natural. But I, I felt very seen. I was like, I feel you, April.
1: Nice. Dead dad, get dad solidarity. She does make a couple of interesting quips in this conversation. I think she says... Ah, uh, yes, Pastor Young, he a faulty gas line, which was which was pretty good. And Jeremy and Matt don't understand how to react to humor. So they both just kind of look around nervously.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, you both have literally been to so many funerals in the last two years or like witnessed so many deaths. And Jeremy, you've lost both of your parents and your uncle and your aunt. Like, you should know what to say to somebody who just lost a parent and like, get your head out of your ass.
1: Right. And he's just like, yeah. see you later. That was weird. It's so weird because April's like, yeah, I gotta go in and register. And I'm like, it seems like a weird thing to move back to the location where your last living parent has died and like set up shop there.
0: Right. Like, where is she living? Who is supervising her life?
1: Yeah. Like boarding
0: school seems like probably a practical choice for her right now because she has no (laughs) more parents.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, why? Why are you coming back? But maybe we'll. Learn more about that.
0: I guess she has the run of the rest of the cattle ranch that didn't get blown up.
1: Ah, yes, moving back to take over the old farm.
0: <laughs> but yes, April is our second new character, and she has a really good time this week, as we'll see.
1: So then we leave the school and we go over to the boarding house where Elena's creeping around, and I guess what's is it Stefan's bedroom maybe? Um, Must and be. yeah. She's leaving a voicemail for Caroline um, being like, hey, care, it's me. Just wanted to check in. I'm having a little bit of trouble adjusting, like call me back. And it's weird. I feel like that Caroline hasn't been around her that much. I guess it's only been like, what, two days or so. Yeah. Um,
0: And she's uh, just gotten Tyler back after thinking he was dead. So she's a little preoccupied. Yeah, That's true. That's true. And Elena has... Plenty of other vampires helping her out right now. I feel like yeah. Caroline can sit this one out.
1: <laughs> That's a good point, yes. It's not like Stefan's going to let her out of his sight for two seconds anyway. <sighs>
0: but, but Stefan if- comes in, and she immediately like hides the phone and hangs up. I'm like, he has vampire hearing. He probably heard that whole conversation, except it's conveniently not the case here for plot reasons. <laughs> but he
1: didn't like cup his ear. And oh, then- yeah. <laughs> And the camera didn't zoom in on it so we didn't he hear it through the baby was... monitor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we knew he was using his vampire hearing
0: <laughs> but he has brought a bottle of champagne to celebrate her first feed he tells her that it's from the year she was born and i'm like bro you might not want to like draw attention to the fact that you've been collecting champagne since before your girlfriend was born just a tip good point, good point. but alina's like i don't think it's Really much to celebrate. It, I I didn't enjoy the experience and I barked it all up, as you may or may not know, it's unclear. <laughs> right.
1: And he's like, yeah, it was gross, excruciating, painful, uncomfortable. He like lists off like every horrible adjective.
0: Traumatic. From,
1: from the <laughs> thesaurus. Yes, traumatic. He's like, but you did it!
0: You go Yay. girl. And this is gonna go down easy. I think the thinking here is that once you become a vampire. You just officially become of the legal drinking age by default because you're never going to actually get there.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) Not that they've ever cared about that before, but. Yeah. They toast to moderate victories Mm -hmm. slash hiding things from your significant other. (laughs) And then we go back to the girl. Yes. Oh, because Stefan gets a call while they're like about to make out again. Yeah, Damon calls at just the right time it's like he was watching somehow he has a nanny cam in Stefan's bedroom probably i'm sure
1: yep (laughs) and yeah i guess damon tells them to go down to the grill and is it because the new guy is there
0: i think that they didn't know yet that the council had been blown up oh that's what i got from because Stefan was like what What, yeah what do you mean what happened that happened okay And it seemed like Elena didn't know because she storms up to him much like Sheriff Forbes did earlier. (laughs) And as he did with Sheriff Forbes earlier, he says, no, that seat's taken. And the first time he said it, I didn't get what was going on. But this time I realized that's where Alaric used to sit. So he's not letting anybody sit there because both Elena and Liz then went around to his other side and he was fine.
1: That went over my head. And especially thinking about how the episode ends, I'm like crying. Oh, my gosh.
0: (sighs) So, yeah, that is very sad and sweet, but Elena is is immediately like, oh, right, okay, whatever. I should accuse you of blowing up the council.
1: (laughs) And then Damon (laughs) is like, what the hell am I wearing my I blew up the council t-shirt today?
0: I would really like a t-shirt that says I blew up the council.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, me too. We should make them. (laughs) I'm going to make them for us.
0: All right. Red bubble, that shit.
1: Yes, with a picture of uh, Damon drinking whiskey on the back. Yes. <laughs> I blew up the council t-shirt. I love it.
0: Apparently, Stefan didn't come with because Elena's just like, okay, well, moving on. The real reason I'm here is that I can't stop barfing because of some mystical reason that is not figured out by the end of this episode. But please help. And Damon's like, how about some casual racism?
1: Oh my god! I was I wrote in my notes, gross
0: joke. He gestures. He's like, "Oh well, take your pick. What are you in the mood for? Asian fusion, Mexican." And I'm like, there are no Asian or Mexican people at the grill right now. There's like one black lady, but (laughs) I know it makes no fucking sense. Uh, It was awful. I did not care for it. Fuck off, Damon. But she's like, no, I cannot drink human blood, because if I hurt another person, I will want to die more than usual. So I need another solution. And Damon's like, I know one that will suit my purposes pretty well.
1: Yeah, Damon's like, I have an idea. And he, like, leads her to the grill bathroom, the most romantic place in Mystic Falls.
0: Well, we have seen Caroline and Tyler make out there, and Jeremy and uh, the newly corporeal ghost of Anna.
1: Right? I know, but it it sees a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And we have a very sexy moment. So Damon goes in and he like bites his hand and he offers it to Elena. and he's like, Listen, you need blood and he keeps like saying like straight from the vein, like straight from the source, and he says, um, just don't tell Stefan because blood sharing is like a super personal thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And she hesitates for a second, but then she's like, ah, hell, whatever. I've had it, my tongue down his throat, so I might as well have it inside his hand, too. Yeah. And she starts drinking. And I'm like, first of all, enough with the hand stabbing. And second of all, there's not, like, a vein in the hand that she can drain. (laughs) It's like, you could at least do your wrist.
1: I know. They just need to keep with the hand slicing open
0: thing. People do not understand how... Like, the human circulatory system works on this show. Not a clue. (laughs) Uh, But she is going to town. He's, like, sensually stroking her hair. And she's, like, leaning into him. And, again, it's way sexier than when she and Stefan were awkwardly being horny at each other in the forest.
1: Yeah, she's, like, making out with his hand. Like, more than, like, sucking it. And, yeah, Damon is, like, making, like, a super sexy face and he, like, staggers backwards and, like, has to, like, Mm -hmm. brace himself against what I assume is the bathroom stall wall (laughs) door
0: or something. I don't know. Sexy. Yep. And some probably carved into that door is Vicky Donovan is skanky or something like that.
1: Right. Like, call this number for a blowjob from Vicky or something (laughs) like that.
0: Or maybe there's just a glory hole there. Uh, Or Matt
1: painted over it because he's the girl's number one employee.
0: Ah, yes. So many uh, (laughs) theories about this bathroom stall. Right. Uh, So uh, also exchanging some bodily fluids are Caroline and Tyler, who are in bed for the first time, perhaps ever.
1: Yes. Welcome to a, a house and a bed,
0: Tyler and Caroline and caroline says this is wrong and i really expected her to say we're inside what's going on (laughs) we should be in a tomb somewhere right is there a creepy damp cave anywhere there aren't any mosquitoes in my vagina right now like (laughs) i don't get it is it really sex if there's not animals watching (laughs) if there's not
1: some sand or dirt up in there too
0: or like manacles nearby But she says that it's wrong that they're having sex when a bunch of people just died.
1: Yeah. And Tyler isn't taking kindly to that. He's like, oh, come on. If we didn't have sex every time someone died in this town, we'd literally explode. Which is a fair point. Yeah, there's always somebody dying in Mystic Falls.
0: And there's something like really funny about the way that this is like shot and framed. It's like... Tyler pops up and is like looking down at her But also like very much angled toward the camera Like as this is a comedy bit And he's like grief sucks it's natural (laughs) Like a commercial or something Yeah exactly It's like an infomercial Like have you ever been in this position Where your girlfriend (laughs) doesn't want to bang anymore Because 12 people you've known your whole lives Just got blown up in a cult like (laughs) uh, Sacrifice Uh, Here are the words to say To get her back on your dick (laughs) Because he says, oh, well, I love you, so let's keep going. And she's like, oh, I love you, too.
1: Yeah, that's all it. All Caroline needed to hear.
0: But then the doorbell rings, and Tyler really reacts strangely to the ringing of the doorbell. He, like, <laughs> pops up real... and says, who the hell is that?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point for like... somebody who, like, really wanted sex that bad. He got out of that room extremely fast when the doorbell rang.
0: It's like your mom's home let her get it like is it that weird for somebody to ring the doorbell at your house like she's the mayor (laughs) people are there all the time yeah because like you would assume that they were like
1: at caroline's like home alone because sheriff forbes was over at work yeah but we figure out that they are at the lockwood mansion manor Mm -hmm. whatever it's called (laughs)
0: Yes, but uh, we find out who the hell it is when Carol opens the door and we see our new favorite character, Connor. And he's like, oh, hello, Mayor Carol Lockwood. You covered up some kind of thing in this explosion. Even the dumbest bitch alive could have figured out that this was not an accidental gas leak. So what's up with that?
1: And Carol has one of my favorite lines of the episode, and she's like, ah, yes, Connor, I spoke to Sheriff Forbes about you. And as we told you, the tragedy at the farm was an
0: internal matter. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? An internal matter. It's like this isn't some kind of like merger and acquisition that like took place in a closed (laughs) boardroom.
1: I was howling when she said that. I'm like crying just like, I don't know.
0: This mass this murder.
1: Mass- <laughs> <laughs> this mass murder was an internal matter. For who? Who's was left? Just her Liz.
0: This is council business and we're the only surviving council members. So that means that there doesn't need to be an investigation. It's uh, fine. But like
1: also, how come Liz and Carol don't want an investigation?
0: I don't know, because they like know that it happened (laughs) like from the inside, like somebody in there did it, but they are not curious or concerned about like, was there somebody hiding in there who did like a suicide bombing or like what was going on? They're just like, oh, what a shame. Now nobody is trying to murder our children and fire us from our jobs, So I'm just going to call it a wash and forget about it.
1: Yeah, I guess fair enough. That's probably what I would do in their position, but. (laughs) Just calling it an internal matter if it was uh, just chef's kiss.
0: So a couple of little pieces of uh, visual explanations happen in the scene as well, because we have Connor going in for a handshake again with Carol. And there's a very mm-hmm. prominent shot of it. And also he has to be invited in and she refuses, but he can walk in. So we know he's not a vampire
1: right right like wow
0: they showed and didn't tell for once nice
1: (laughs) Carol didn't have to say I'm not inviting you in because I'm worried that you're going to be a vampire
0: (laughs) but Tyler comes down to see what's happening and he's like in the process of putting his shirt back on as he comes down the stairs and I'm like dude just like take a minute to put your shirt on before you go downstairs to talk to your mother (laughs) The last time she knew that you were having sex with Caroline in her house, she shot Caroline and sent her to a torture chamber.
1: Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, they're pre- they're getting pretty comfy up there. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> Connor's like, oh, hello, uh, my name's Connor. Please shake my hand. I love shaking hands with everybody in town with my super cool motorcycle gloves.
1: <laughs> Poor Tyler doesn't know what's about to hit him. So as soon as he starts shaking hands with... Connor, he like starts being like, ah and you hear like his hand like sizzling against Connor's glove. And then he just pulls out a gun Connor just pulls out a gun and starts shooting Tyler like right in the chest.
0: And I really enjoyed that the gun sound effects, like the shots uh were the first part of shaving a haircut. <laughs> it was bang, 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 bang! And I was like <laughs> I didn't notice that (laughs) you can't leave us hanging without the two bits right but yes uh, Tyler is knocked to the ground with the force of these bullets and Caroline comes running down like what the hell and Tyler pops back up and zooms out of the window he jumps through the the plate glass window or whatever the glass window what is the difference between glass and plate glass I don't know
1: I don't know either. He jumps Both. out the
0: window and breaks it. Yes. <laughs> and Connor tries to follow him, but he can't zoom. Caroline has put on some kind of, like, silk robe over her matching hot pink bra and panty set. Because, mm-hmm. uh, as always, she's wearing matching underwear and bra. And Caroline is a little too preoccupied with, like, the pool of her son's blood on the floor of her foyer. And they're like, oh my god, what oh. happened? And we find that Tyler has zoomed all the way to the Salvatore boarding house so that Stefan can sensually remove the bullets from his chest in a yes. darkened room, like in front of a fire. <laughs> um,
1: he got over there fast, and Stefan and and Caroline's there, so I guess she must run after Tyler like
0: pretty damn quick. Maybe they just have like an emergency system. It's like, if you get shot, go to the Salvatores. If you get mauled by a beast... Go to the Gilberts. If you, if like, this, <laughs> then go here.
1: Yeah. Uh, but either way, Stefan is prepared. He's has, like, these special tweezers, and he's pulling out these carved wooden bullets um, out of Tyler. So we definitely know that something is up with Connor because he's got these, like, vampire traps on him, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And vampire weapons.
0: Yeah, and, and Stefan s- says that... Uh... If he had just been a normal vampire, the bullets would have killed him. But since he's a hybrid, they have to uh, cut off his head or rip out his heart, as we learned uh, from, I think, the Homecoming episode in last season. Okay. Yeah. When Jeremy Gilbert decapitated somebody.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah, like... Caroline asks here, are the bullets spelled? Which I guess means, like, are they, like, do they have, like, a magic spell on them or something?
0: Yeah, because when Um, Stefan touches it with his hand, it burns him. Right. Yep. And he's like, I don't know. They have some kind of fancy design on them. (laughs) We will have to find out. Hmm. I wonder who we're going to bug about
1: this. I know. I wonder who we can interrupt and demand things from. (laughs) But before we go there, we head over to a church, which I think we've unlocked a new location here. I don't mm-hmm. recall um any other scenes happening in the church.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've seen it before.
1: And damn, a lot goes down in here. So we start off uh with Matt and Elena. Um I guess they're like handing out programs or something like on the pews and mm-hmm. um Matt's like, Elena, like how are you holding up? You look strung out and horrible as hell. It's like Jesus Matt She actually
0: looked quite beautiful.
1: I thought she did too. She looked good and they're chit-chatting but in the distance Elena sees April sitting up at the top and she's like is that and that's like April Young so now he's like an expert on April Young being That's back in Pastor town. Young's daughter. <laughs>
0: yeah. And we so, learned last week that Elena used to babysit her from when Pastor Young RIP was speechifying <laughs> at her about like creative writing or whatever. Right. Oh, right. And she used to maybe april won't be happy
1: to see her because <laughs> as we remember elena used to read her her short stories yes. to, to april <laughs> uh, but yeah elena goes up to the front of the church and sits down next to april and she like gives her a hug and she's like how are you like i'm so sorry to hear about your dad blah 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 are you going to be able to survive this i was like oh, casual wow, question that's a, yeah quite quite pointed question and yeah, April, like, starts to say that, like, her and her dad didn't have the best relationship, but that she's sad that she's at his funeral um, and that someone had asked her to speak. So she was, like, trying to put, like, some words together, like, ahead of the ceremony.
0: Yeah, but she wasn't like... quite
1: sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: But she's... Doesn't know what to say, but if she doesn't uh-huh. say anything, what does that look like? But then everybody might be mad because it's kind of his fault that they all died, more th- than you know, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and Elena's like, well, say whatever you want or nothing, like." but everybody loved your dad. And she's like, yeah, until two days ago when he blew up all of his friends. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah she's like what am i gonna say sorry my dad didn't fix the gas line
0: (laughs) and i just think if somebody had tried to get me to say something at my dad's funeral i would have been like hell fucking no i am pulling the mourner card can't do it i would just get too emotional sure that's why it's a lot to ask yeah that's something that should be volunteered not requested (laughs)
1: I know. I have further concerns about the format of this funeral or memorial service or whatever. Like,
0: are these people getting their own funerals? Like, what's going on?
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so awkward. The whole thing is so awkward.
0: But Elena's trying to be a good friend and, like, holding her hand and telling her everybody would still love her dad, even for being bad at gas. But she feels (laughs) April's pulse and is like... (gasps) blood fresh from the vein me want oh no yes
1: Uh, elena feels the urge to just feed on april (laughs) but she's able to stop herself and she's like oh i don't i don't feel well i have to like go to the bathroom
0: and puke up some more blood
1: right so she runs down there and she pukes up so much blood she like has like three like puking sessions like that they show in the bathroom scene. It was so much blood puke. I was very surprised.
0: See, the trajectory and locations of her blood puking spree reminded me very strongly of the time that I projectile vomited all over the bathroom at the hut and (laughs) left the note on the door about how sorry I was and how I tried to clean it.
1: There was a sad face on it.
0: There was, and a puking (laughs) face.
1: And a puking face. Uh, It reminded me of our most recent vacation that we went on this summer we went to South Carolina and we left from like this really small airport near where I live and it only had one bathroom and it was so disgusting Mm. and I'm pregnant so I'm still dealing with some like nausea and I had to take Harrison to the bathroom and he was pooping while I had to throw up so I had to throw up in (laughs) in the airport sink except it had like this like stopper in it like oh no so like i had to like end up like cleaning it out and it was so fucking disgusting and i was like elena i've been there girl i've been there but luckily my my puke was not blood
0: yes that is the the silver lining here yes i'm glad we
1: both have a puking story like elena to help her feel better
0: (laughs) But she, yeah, she's having a bad time, and I'm like, is she puking because she has a problem with this blood, or is it because Damon had had a half a bottle of whiskey uh, shortly before he fed his blood to her, and now she's just having, like, secondhand drunkenness?
1: (laughs) She's developing a hangover from the blood alcohol
0: content (laughs) in Damon's blood. (laughs) I think it's equally likely one of those two options. Right. But... I think her final like little gurgle of blood it just like runs straight down her face and onto her dress and she's like oh shit now
1: I have multiple problems. Yeah not the dress. What's you she going Because she is wearing
0: like a peach colored dress to this funeral. Interesting yeah. choice.
1: <laughs> You're right it is more of like an Easter like spring type dress but.
0: Like if she was wearing black she probably could have gotten away with it.
1: See this is why you always have to follow clothing etiquette. <laughs>
0: I just saw, like, one of those Reddit relationships posts. Mm -hmm. Like, people share the funny ones on Twitter. Uh It was, like... Or, no, it was, am I the asshole? It was, like, am I the asshole for kissing... For kicking my sister-in-law out of our wedding because of what she was wearing? And it turned out that the problem was that the sister-in-law, the sister of the groom, wore a red dress Mm -hmm. to the wedding, which, as everybody knows, means that she fucked the groom. You, oh if you wear God. a red dress to a wedding, it means you fucked the groom, and she thinks they're too close as siblings, so how dare she have the audacity to suggest that she has or wants to fuck her brother.
1: What? Oh my gosh. I've definitely worn red to weddings before. I didn't know that that was thing.
0: Well, did you fuck the grooms?
1: I did not. Definitely <laughs> not. Luckily, that would be awkward.
0: But yes. Learn your manners in dress codes, Elena. <laughs>
1: So then we leave Elena in peril in the church bathroom and we go over to Bonnie's. Bonnie's yeah. Bonnie. And our girl is not doing so well. So she's like laying on the couch, like in her sweatpants, like she's looking all sad. And of course, Stefan knocks on the door. So she gets up to answer it and he tries to walk in, but he can't. Which, I wasn't sure if she, like, had a special spell or if just Stefan had never been to her house before. It's the latter. Because he had been to her house
0: when she lived with Rams. Yeah. But now she lives with her dad, so he hasn't been invited there yet.
1: Right. Okay, yeah. So, um, Bonnie invites him in and she, like, he's like, oh, hey, like, how are you? And they do, like, a nice, like, hug and she starts crying.
0: It was so weird to me to see them hugging. Like, like the only time I can remember them having any physical contact was like in the pilot episode when she's like, Elena, I touched Stefan.
1: Uh, Yeah. That's funny. I almost feel like there's a weird tension between the two of them. Like, I don't know. Vying for like Elena's like attention or something. Mm. I don't know. I've just, it's just, it was super weird to see them together alone and hugging. (laughs)
0: Yeah. This is like a sad scene But it made me laugh multiple times Because Bonnie's like So why are you really here You're not a drop by kind of guy <laughs> I I'm like yes Because it's always he needs her to do a spell for Elena Yeah exactly. And he's like oh well I need you to look at these bullets That are still covered in Tyler's blood Are they, are they magic
1: <laughs> She's like well if you're asking If that's
0: magical writing then no
1: <laughs> She like kind of gives him a sassy answer <laughs>
0: And then she just has this line reading here that cracked me up so much where stefan is explaining because she asks like where did the bullets come from and he's like oh there's this new guy who's like shooting people and i had to record it because just the way she says this line is so funny that's bad timing <laughs> like she is so done like, she's already been through the yeah. trauma of Grahams' murder. She's just, again, been through the trauma of seeing Grahams, like, tortured on the other side. And she says that she tried to do a simple nature spell earlier, but, like, she had PTSD, basically, and she yeah. just, like, couldn't do it. Like, she can't even do magic now.
1: I know. Bonnie's, like, having such a rough time. But, of course, Stefan here is here with advice. He's like, ah, yes, because you were, like... In the, what do they call it? The in-between or like the middle phase or whatever they call it. He's like, the witches might just be like messing, like messing with your head on the other side. I'm Like, how do you know what the witches are doing, Stefan?
0: He does not know. He doesn't know. (laughs) He's like, I need Alana to come here to do the comforting because I don't understand how it works.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So basically Stefan went there for nothing. All that he knows is that the bullets aren't magic. They're
0: not bewitched.
1: They're not bewitched. So that scene wraps up and we go over back to the bathroom where Elena's still like trying to like clean things up, but someone is knocking super hard at the door um, and it's a one So Elena's in there by <laughs> herself and somebody's like trying to get in there.
0: And who is it? It's our favorite guy, Connor. Oh gosh. And she's like,
1: um, I'm in here. Sorry. Yeah, she has that awkward moment when literally no one in the whole world knows the appropriate thing to say when someone's trying to like get into the bathroom that you're already occupying.
0: Sorry, I'm shitting and I haven't <laughs> been drinking a lot of water lately or having any fiber. <laughs> it's going to be a while. But she's also on the but... phone with Damon, who she has called to bring her a new dress. <laughs> and he's like, I'm on my way. And he runs across uh, Connor again. And he's like, oh, hey, you again. <laughs> and he makes some quip about, like, are you a Bible salesman? Yeah. <laughs> but Connor tries to shake his hand and Damon's like, oh, sorry, I'm like Howie Mandel. I'm a germaphobe. I don't shake hands.
1: Yeah. But Connor's like, there's something seems off with that. He kind of gives Damon like a weird look.
0: I mean, Damon does look like a vampire. So
1: <laughs> he does. He totally does. <laughs>
0: But Elena like pops her head out out to get the dress. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I spilled coffee all over myself. Just a moment.
1: (laughs) One moment, please. But yeah, like while she's in there trying to like clean up and get changed, um, Connor and Damon like continue their exchange. And there's so many like weird like conversations that Connor has with people. So Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm not a Bible salesman. Actually, I'm an environmental cleanup Okay, I, I heard there
0: was a pollution problem.
1: Oh, pollution problem. That's what he says. Well, he and said Damon's
0: environmental like, cleanup, too. Yeah. Like, I thought that you were an independent contractor. Get right? it straight. Print out some bu- <laughs> business cards to remind you of your cover story. Environmental cleanup, independent contractor. Yes. But Damon's like, oh, well, I breathe easy. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> LOL.
1: But yeah elena like finishes up in there she finishes cleaning and she comes out and they kind of are like all right headed back upstairs it's all you connor
0: so sorry (laughs) and then things just like take a really weird turn (laughs) it's out of nowhere we have april like trying to write a speech or something and she's really freaking out and I don't remember like even what happens. like did they even say anything? She, like Connor just comes up and stabs her.
1: yeah, like, I don't know if he actually does say anything to her. She's like, she's like, oh yeah, I'm working on my speech, and then he like leads over her, and just fucking stabs her right in the stomach. It's crazy. I was like, what the hell?
0: I have so many questions about this plan. Like, did it have to be April? No. Did, was he just looking for like somebody's hanging out on their own? Why didn't he shake her hand first to make sure she wasn't a vampire? Why couldn't he have just brought a blood bag with him to serve the same purpose? Like, did he have to stab a child for this plan to work? No, I don't think so.
1: (laughs) These are all good questions.
0: But speaking of blood bags, Damon and Elena (laughs) go outside. Rather than, like, finding a quiet alcove somewhere, they decide that Elena's going to drink this blood bag that Damon has brought outside in the bright sunlight just hiding behind a tree.
1: There's, like, literally people walking around in the background of the scene. I'm like, this is so unsafe. And Elena also screams, like, did you bring the blood bag? And Damon's like, shh, shh. But he still lets her drink it
0: in broad daylight. And it's, like, the one tree in the middle of, like, open grass. Yeah. Oh, it's such a bad hiding spot. But <laughs> she doesn't get very much down before she starts, like, gagging on it. And she's like, why can't I drink blood what's wrong with me and Damon suggests maybe it's because you're the doppelganger i don't know i'm not a scientist
1: <laughs> yeah like maybe you're like rejecting the transition or something and elena's like oh great am i dying and Damon's like no no like definitely not you just need to feed on a human directly from the spout vein or whatever the <laughs> <hell>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she uh, throws in a casual, maybe I'm better off dead somewhere in this conversation.
1: Uh, Of course, as one does.
0: As Elena does. (laughs) (laughs) But she goes back into the church and Stefan has just arrived and he sees the tail end of this scene and sees Damon has the blood bag still. And he's like, what are you doing, Damon?
1: Uh, And Damon like finally like spills what's going on to Stefan and he's like listen, like, Elena needs to feed, she needs blood, like, she can't even, like, keep the animal blood down, hell, she can't even keep my blood down, she's gonna, like, go off the rails eventually if we don't let her get some human blood, and Stefan's like,
0: your blood? Yeah, because in, like, vampire terms, he's basically like, oh, I just fucked your girlfriend.
1: Yeah. But like no one explained like the etiquette of like blood sharing to Elena, which I feel like is a little bit unfair because like David did say that it was personal and I guess she probably got the gist of it like after it was over. But
0: yeah, yeah, of like unhappy. They've already made out before. Like what's a little right. blood sharing between friends,
1: <laughs> especially if you're on the verge of dying because you need
0: blood that bad. Right. So the bros are at it again. Yeah, it's a uh, Klaus's predictions from last season come true that Elena truly is the one coming bef- between the Salvatore's unbreakable bond. Ah, <laughs> uh, Caddy B, what's he up to? We don't know. We leave the tense standoff between the brothers and <laughs> check in on April, who is like bound and gagged on the balcony, like where I guess the choir would usually sing up there or something. Yeah, in Jesus. the church. <laughs> and Connor has this sniper rifle, and I'm like, you're. You're in, like, not that big of a building. You don't need a sniper rifle. Like, those are for when you're miles away, right? I think so. Or but... maybe not miles. I don't know guns. I don't know
1: artillery. Yeah, it artillery, but... like way too large of a weapon for, like, a small church, which, I mean, that just sounds, like, very <laughs> horrible to say out loud. Like, there is no type of weapon for any church setting, but if you had to choose, this is not, like, the required or appropriate one.
0: Like, is your aim just that bad, Connor? Yeah. But he is setting up for his sneaky scheme.
1: Right. And while April's bleeding up in the balcony and Connor setting up, Mayor Carol Lockwood opens up the memorial service and she's like, Well, before we get started with the mass, I would like to open up the floor to see if anyone has anything that they would like to say about Pastor Young, which is like, I feel like not usually how things start. And she's like, is Amy or not Amy? She's like, is April here? I know that she wanted to say a few words and everybody's like looking around like for April and like she doesn't show up. But what we do see happen is her blood (laughs) leaking from the balcony into the holy water.
0: That seemed a little on the nose, that it was just <laughs> dripping strategically right into the basin.
1: Yeah. Yikes.
0: Uh, two things I really enjoyed about this scene. First of all, at this memorial service, uh, Mary Carol Lockwood is wearing a skin-tight purple bandage dress. <laughs> <laughs> Stay true oh. to yourself, Carol. <laughs> she never misses a
1: moment, that one.
0: <laughs> and also... I'm pretty sure she said the floor was open for anybody who wanted to say anything about any of the 12 people. But then oh, okay. it's just like, and I know April wanted to say something. And I'm like, oh, right. you told April to say something is what you mean. Yeah. But like nobody stands up for any of the other people either. It's just like crickets. I'm like, oh, wow. Do they have, uh, not have family?
1: That's what I mean. Like it was so ill-planned and awkward. You like... have
0: to have like a schedule. This is not like an open mic.
1: yeah you can't just like expect people to like want to get up in front of the whole town and like share a story even if they did like love that person you need time to like prepare remarks
0: but elena is remembering the conversation that she had with april earlier where april is really worried that if she didn't speak that nobody would say anything and she wants it to be like her mom's funeral where apparently people said so many nice things
1: yeah yeah
0: so she's like, okay, I'll say something about this pastor who literally attempted to murder me like two days ago.
1: Is this is the most Elena <laughs> move in the whole yeah. entire show. It's like,
0: well, they said, does anybody want to say anything? And clearly that meant me.
1: Yeah. And clearly they were asking me personally. Yeah, so Elena like gets up and she like staggers her way up to the altar area and she's not looking good. She's like all pale and like tripping. And she gets up there and she has like one really good line to start off. It's like something about the hardest day of loving someone is the day that they die or that you lose them or something. And I'm like, all right, Elena, I can see you going in a good direction.
0: Yeah, it's not something like the dictionary defines death as.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But she's interrupted because I think the scent has wafted from the holy water and yeah, she like, starts
0: to smell blood she can smell it and she can hear it dripping and she's like oh no I'm gonna puke again aren't I if I start puking blood on this altar in front of the whole town that's gonna be a problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sure will
0: <laughs> and all of the vampires in the audience are like I smell blood and Stefan right. or Damon are both they're like don't look don't turn around it's a trap how do they know it's so weird I don't know I guess when you've been alive for that
1: long you've come across a bunch of different vampire hunters.
0: It's a very strange plan and it's very strange like how quickly they figure out what's going on. Later, Mm -hmm. Elena with like no information is like, April must be the one who's bleeding because she's not here. Right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I just accept it now. But Stefan goes up and is like, Oh, it's okay, Elena they like pass it off as she's just so emotional about the mass murder
1: about losing pastor young
0: (laughs) because she's so religious we see her going to church every week
1: right yeah so they go back into like the pew with the rest of the crowd and stefan has his arm around elena and she's like listen like i smell the blood like i need to feed and he's like you could like push through it like you'll be okay like push back focus She's like, literally, I'm about to lose my goddamn mind if I like don't like get some blood.
0: Yeah, and Damon's like, well, I'm going to go murder that guy and solve all of our problems. <laughs> but they're like, uh, that might create some new ones. And Matt's like, my moment has arrived. My guilt and my death wish finally have their opportunity to uh, be killed with one stone. Elena, please drink from me. I want to die.
1: I was very surprised by this.
0: So she steps into his arms. They pretend he's consoling her. Like, Stefan passes her to Matt. (laughs) She's like, she needs another shoulder to cry on now.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. I I have not fulfilled this duty.
0: (laughs) And she takes like two sips and then stops. And it did not seem hard for her at all to control herself. Like, everybody was so worried that she would just murder the first person she fed on. But it seemed like no big deal. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know. That was, like, what was so weird about it. Also, it seemed like just a bold move. I mean, I guess it's better than Elena, like, actually going, like, full vampire, just attacking the first person that she saw, but she was, like, feeding on Matt, like, directly in the church in front of everyone, and it did not look like he was just consoling her, like, you could tell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Connor is up in the balcony, like, looking at everybody through his scope. Like, trying to find the people who are reacting so he can just start shooting up this funeral. (laughs) What
1: the fuck? I know. Like, Not
0: even, like, do recon and find out who his targets are and then quietly kill them later not in front of the whole town. No, he's just gonna shoot them. Yeah. It's
1: just such a bad plan because once he shoots one, everybody's gonna go running, so he's not even gonna be able to get multiple people.
0: And also, like, there's a sound of liquid dripping into other liquid. A human might just hear that and be like, huh, what's that? And turn around and then you just like blow their brains out.
1: I guess. Yeah.
0: So I, I question Connor's judgment. <laughs> to say the least. But Elena's like, okay, well that helped, but I'm still kind of freaking out and I can still smell the blood. So we need to get out of here. But Stefan's like, no, and then he'll know And kill us, like, gotta chill Mm -hmm. And Tyler's like Now I have my moment Because my favorite thing is to Put myself out as a, like, big bullseye In front of people I know want to murder me (laughs) So he goes up to the altar And is like, I used to be a huge asshole Who didn't care about other people Until Pastor Young probably told me something about Jesus And now I'm cool and then he immediately gets shot in the chest by a sniper rifle.
1: <laughs> he does! Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It It's just, this whole scene is just so bizarre.
0: <laughs> and everybody starts screaming and running for the exit. Uh, Caroline comes running up, or Caroline and Carol. Oh, His mom and his girlfriend have basically the same name. I never thought about that before. <laughs>
1: Oh, I never put two and two together until you said it
0: like that either. (laughs) Caroline and Carol. They both come running and they're like freaking out like they think he's going to die. We've already established that these bullets can't kill him. Yeah. Calm down. But this is when Elena's like, it must be April who is bleeding. I got to go find her. And Caroline's like, no, that's a bad idea. I'm going to go. You guys like watch my boyfriend.
1: Right. And Mayor Carol Lockwood is, like, freaking out. She's like, all right, I'm going to call the ambulance. And everyone's like, no, he doesn't need an ambulance. He'll be fine because he's a mystical creature. She's like, everyone just saw him get shot at the funeral. I have to call the ambulance. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a, that's a good, good point. call, actually. <laughs> Mayor, thank you.
0: Although this is Mystic Falls. Like, no one's going to ask. And, like, Tyler's going to show up to school tomorrow totally fine. And everybody's going to be like, didn't you just get
1: shot? If anyone asks for details, he'll just tell them that it was an internal matter. There's nothing to, <laughs> nothing to worry about here.
0: I was wearing a bulletproof vest just in case. You know, this is America.
1: I, oh, so sad and true.
0: But yeah, everybody is distracted. Connor has run away because obviously people are going to be looking for him now. He's blown his cover. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a quick interlude... Outside where Damon has chased Connor and rips the door off of his car and they start fighting. They're like on each other and Connor tries to shoot him in the chest to kill him and misses. And I'm like, wow, now I understand why you needed a sniper rifle in close quarters. It's like, is he nearsighted, farsighted, whichever one?
1: He must be. But somehow Damon manages to get away,
0: I think. and Well, he's like about to get staked by Connor, but then Stefan comes up and is just there. And Connor's like, oh, no, two against one. Gotta go.
1: (laughs) See, See you later. That's right. So he drives away and Damon is left behind there.
0: And was it just me or did it seem like this was filmed on a green screen? This like outside these buildings location.
1: It did look very new. It looks fake to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a definite possibility. Although it would seem weird that that would be the time that they would use like
0: (laughs) a green screen. But like maybe they had to film at night or something. I don't know. Yeah. It just looked very uncanny to me. (laughs) But (laughs) Stefan pulls Damon up and then punches him in the face. Because that's what the Salvators do
1: Mm -hmm. instead of talking.
0: And he's like,
1: what the hell? And Stefan's all like, you know what that was for. Damon's like, "You bled out to my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the church, Elena has uh, gotten away from Caroline, followed her nose to April's blood. And she's like, I think she thinks she's going there to help her, but she sees this pool of blood and immediately is like, okay, murder instincts kicking in now. And she starts to like lunge at her with a giant face boner.
1: Yeah. But
0: Caroline gets there just in time to stop her and talk her down.
1: Right. Right at the last moment, she pulls her away from April. um, And Caroline's like, no, Elena, like, you can't do this. Like, April needs you. Like, she needs your help. And um, it takes Elena a couple minutes to kind of, like, get back to not having a face boner and, like, being all vampire faced. Mm -hmm. But she, like, slowly comes to and uh caroline's like listen you can make april forget like all of this horrible shit that just happened to her um and elena's like no caroline you do it and caroline has like a nice moment here and she's like if you don't do it elena you're never gonna learn how to compel people (laughs) so we have elena's first compulsion here she walks up to april and she explains like hey like you're okay everything's gonna be fine um you walked up here alone because you wanted some time to prepare your speech and people said a bunch of nice things at the funeral and whatnot and her compulsion works because we see april gets that little like pupil flashing thing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so she is now compelled to think that it was a lovely service, and people said lots of nice things. And she's going to go to school tomorrow and be like, "Thank you guys so much for such a wonderful funeral." And everybody's going to be like, "The mayor's son got shot." <laughs> I
1: was going to ask you like how compulsion works in these type type of
0: circumstances. I just want to see the scene where she <laughs> finds out about the shooting and is like, "Did I like have a psychotic break? Like, what's happening? Did I go Yikes. into a fugue state?" I know. It seemed like there's going to
1: be some holes for her now. But yeah. Elena did do a good job, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's just, like, so many stupid things happened in this episode, but in a very entertaining way. It definitely. So she's taken care of now, and we go back to the Mystic Girl, where Matt and Jeremy are hanging out once again. I guess they're working. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Connor comes in and apparently Matt and Jeremy don't know who Connor is. Like they know that there is a hunter, but they don't know it's him because he comes in to like order a drink or something. And he gestures at Matt, who has a very Vicky-esque giant-ass piece of gauze on his neck. (laughs) He's like, what happened there? And Matt's like, my husband likes to get kinky. (laughs) Just like Caroline back in the day. But no, he says his girlfriend went a little overboard and Connor's like, oh, cool. No follow up questions. And then something very spooky happens.
1: Yes. And Jeremy's like, all right, man, like nice ink. And then him and Matt like both walk away. And Matt's like, what are you talking about? Like that guy didn't have any tattoos. And Jeremy's like, uh, yeah, he did. He had like a huge one on his arm. And then we pan back over to Connor and we can see that his like tattoo like disappears like off of his arm. So Jeremy seems to be able to see it, but Matt can't.
0: You know how there's like certain tones that only dogs can hear, like the frequency? (laughs) It's like, this is a tattoo that only like complete dumbass motherfuckers can see.
1: I like that concept. (laughs) And at some point, one of them calls... Uh, the fact that Tyler got shot at the funeral an assassination attempt on the mayor's son (laughs) which I feel like it's a very grandiose way of explaining what happened at the funeral Uh, is Tyler a figure that could be assassinated or was it just like a shooting I don't know
0: yeah I mean he is the son of the mayor and this is a very big important town
1: big deal in Mystic Falls for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. But we... I think the next thing we see is Connor having, like, a detective moment back at his home. Yeah. He's, like, looking over all of his evidence. I think there's, like, an index card that just has Tyler written on it really big. (laughs) (laughs) And we hear a voiceover of the letter from Pastor Young to April.
1: Yeah, and the letter is, like, super creepy and, like, really vague. It, like, I don't know, talks about death a lot and basically says something along the lines of my death is like the first death in a war of deaths that's going to happen so it's not like a yeah nice note by any means
0: and then it's like the same culty vibes from the last scene of last episode where it's like it's a necessary sacrifice and we'll meet again after salvation and something religion is creepy yay i'm like okay Probably a good thing that April didn't get this (laughs) note because it would not help.
1: I know. Oh, (laughs) imagine getting that. Yeah, I hope Connor doesn't give it to her.
0: (laughs) And we leave him for the week to have uh, a little showdown between Stefan and Elena about the whole Damon situation.
1: Yeah, you get a little whiskey in them and they're going to start fighting. So yeah, Elena's like drinking whiskey with Stefan and he explains that that will like kind of help curb her hunger a little bit, and yeah, Elena's like, "What the fuck is up with you?" And Stefan's like, "Well, I'm mad that you lied to me," which seems a little rich, but fine, right? Yeah. So, Elena's like trying to explain to Stefan, like, "I didn't lie to you. I just didn't tell you something, but I ha- had to like do something because I was." fucking starving and he's like you went to Damon for help and she's like I thought he would actually understand you know cause Stefan's been like so wrapped up in like the idea that Elena can't feed and that she like can't handle like being a vampire mm-hmm. that he has to protect her um, that she felt like she couldn't like actually talk to him about like the struggle that she was experiencing
0: yeah and like she didn't want to hurt him by like saying your plan is stupid I want to do Damon's plan <laughs>
1: Right, yeah.
0: And then she starts getting very emotional because her emotions are all heightened now that she's a vampire. I think they used the word heightened like a thousand (laughs) times in this episode. The episode should have been called heightened.
1: Amen, I agree. They say it so much.
0: (laughs) He's like, oh no, a woman's crying. I'm not mad anymore. And she's like, I just like... I'm feeling so much, and I realize that I'm feeling everybody's grief, and my life is a never-ending funeral, and I just don't know what to do anymore, like, this fucking sucks. And Stefan's like, oh, okay, I gotcha. I have a plan for this. Stefan has a plan. And he drags her off to meet with all the other main cast members at the school, so that they can use all those lanterns that (laughs) Jeremy and Matt were packing up in the back of a hatchback earlier. (laughs) so that they can take a minute to actually mourn the like thousand people who have died over the three seasons and two episodes of this show
1: right yeah this is like an interesting moment so they're like yeah we need to host this memorial service that we've never got to do earlier like we really need to grieve so they just start listing off all of the characters that have died in the show so far And it's a lot. And they're doing like throwbacks to season one, too. Yeah.
0: And I think uh, it's very funny that Bill Forbes gets memorialized. Richard Lockwood (laughs) gets memorialized, but nobody mentions Uncle John Gilbert. (laughs) No, nobody does. (laughs) Or Isabel. Oh, yeah. Uncle Zach is the first to be mentioned. Uncle Zach, yeah. Number one in our hearts. And I think that was kind of a catty moment because Damon's like, "This is so stupid. We need to be finding out who this hunter is and like track him down." And Damon or Stefan's like, "Not tonight. First, we have to like take a minute to deal with our emotions." So I'm gonna light this in memory of two people you murdered and uh, your best <laughs> friend slash lover, because <laughs> he just says, "My uncle Zach, my friend Lexi, and Alaric." Yeah. <laughs> like, <Damn>. wow. <laughs> Go for but the jugular. Do I-
1: Yeah, no wonder why David gets so upset and storms off. He's like, I can't deal with this bullshit. So he is not partaking in the Lantern Memorial service.
0: No. So after Stefan, Matt says, for Vicky. Caroline says, this is for my dad and Tyler's dad. (laughs) Jeremy says, this is for my parents, Vicky, Anna, Jenna, (laughs) Jenna. Alaric. (laughs) (laughs) And then did you ever watch a Muppet Family Christmas?
1: A long time ago, but I don't remember it that well.
0: There's this part that I always thought was, like, the most hilarious thing when I was a kid, where they're singing Doug <laughs> the Halls, and it's when all of the Sesame Street characters have arrived. Uh-huh. And, like, everybody, like, takes turns singing a line, and it's, like, all jolly, and everybody's really excited, and then it cuts to Oscar the Grouch, and he just says, I am not singing this song. <laughs> And that's the vibe I get here when they hand a lantern to Damon. He's like, ah, yeah, no, fuck this. And he leaves.
1: (laughs) I love Oscar.
0: (laughs) And then Bonnie lights one for Grams. Elena lights one for her parents, Jenna. Everyone we've lost. And for me. Wow. All right, Elena, I guess your uh, self-centeredness has been heightened as well. So I'll allow it. (laughs) And i pour this one out for myself. <laughs> and they uh, send their little lanterns out into the sky. Yep. It's a nice moment. And then we see that Damon has gone to the cemetery and is drunkenly ranting at Alaric's grave. And it's very sad.
1: It is so sad. Oh, my gosh. So Damon's, like, going off about how all of his brother and like their friends are just like children and here he's here like stuck fighting with Stefan and like taking care of all these kids and he misses Alaric and he just wishes like that things could like go back to the way that they were when like Alaric was alive
0: and midway through the speech we see Alaric's ghost is sitting there watching him very sadly
1: I know he's got like his head down and he's like clasped hands and he's just like listening to Damon and like kind of doing some little nods.
0: It's devastating. And then the episode ends with him saying, I miss you too, buddy. Oh my gosh. That was like a, a heart
1: wrenching moment for me. Yes.
0: A couple of things to lighten the mood in this scene. First of all, we get some shots of Alaric's, uh, Grave marker. They didn't spring for an actual tombstone. It's just one of those like little plaques in the ground. But from what I could see, it just said like Alaric Saltzman and some dates and then was loved. <laughs> because was probably loved. they, I just imagine them like filling out the form at the mortuary or whatever and being like, okay, so we could say uh, husband, surrogate father, secret uh, stepfather. Like, all the ways that he's related to everybody. (laughs) Right. And it just wouldn't fit. So they're like, we'll we'll just say was loved and leave it at that. Yes. So good. But the other thing is that Damon opens his speech by saying, like, can you believe it? They're lighting these lanterns. They're Japanese lanterns uh, because they're a symbol in Japan of letting go of the past. But we're not Japanese. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look this up and I fell down a research rabbit hole because I could oh. not figure out what the fuck he was talking about because the like sky lanterns that they light are a Chinese yeah. thing but they're not for like funerals they're for like joyous festivals oh, God. <laughs> they're now illegal in many countries because when they land they set things on fire And apparently, once in Germany, one fell into a house and burned the house down and killed a 10 year old boy. Oh my God, that's
1: awful. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing, but yeah, that's really bad.
0: But I found that there is like a tradition, like a couple of different festivals in Japan related to like guiding the spirits of the dead by putting lanterns on the water and floating them down a river. Oh. And I just imagine somebody just did like the quickest amount of research and they saw the words floating lantern and were like, oh, that means it goes in the sky. It oh, is really pretty, God. but it was supposed to be on water. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, some just random was able to find out that this was bullshit very quickly. Like, you shouldn't put... Like, they didn't need to say anything about it being Japanese. Like, it's a fairly universal kind of thing. Like, put this lantern in the sky. It's pretty... Yeah, You didn't have to say, it's Japanese. Why?
1: This happens so freaking often in this show, where if they just, like, stopped and thought about it and just, like, take these, like, tiny little things out... Then it wouldn't be like inaccurate and racist. It's like
0: this was where the natives made sacrifices to their gods. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh my god.
0: So I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Thank you for sharing that knowledge with us. <laughs> Maybe they thought about floating them on the water, but then they would have to go back to like Wickery Bridge and they were like Oh my god, we can't t- we can't talk about Wickery Bridge in this episode. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think uh, they used up all of their Wickery Bridge mentions in the last season. <laughs> oh, boy. So that was a fun uh, afternoon of Googling for me. Nice. I was really trying hard to find something that would make sense for it, but nope. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. It is. I'm laughing through the tears because it's the only way I know how to live. <laughs>
1: uh, This one was outrageous as usual. I feel like it was pretty fun. And there was like some pretty funny moments in it too. Yeah.
0: I actually liked this episode a lot. I thought it was better than the premiere.
1: I'm interested in April's character because I feel Mm. like she like almost like represents like a new Elena to me. Like she comes Mm. in, like she's like super sad about her parents. She's like kind of alone and doesn't have anybody to seemingly like take care of her um so i thought she doesn't even have a
0: stoner brother to be worried about
1: right i know who's with her and i feel like she kind of like looks like elena a little bit just with like her long brown hair so i don't know if they're like trying to set up like a foil of like human elena versus like vampire elena or if it's just like coincidence that they have the same like kind of hairstyle going on
0: (laughs) well she does have blue eyes she does, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're yeah. right that it it is kind of filling that function because there there's no longer anybody from, like, the original set of characters who doesn't know about vampires and all the supernatural right. stuff. Right. And there kind of needs to be somebody there to, like, not be in on the secret. For, yeah. like, tension.
1: <laughs> right, definitely. And Connor, what the fuck? If he rolls into town and these are his first moves, I feel like we'll have a lot to see from him.
0: Yeah, I have very little recollection of what happens with either of those (laughs) characters. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes to.
1: (laughs) Good. We'll, we'll learn together. Yes.
0: And what do you think is going on with Elena and blood?
1: I think she, I think Damon's right in that she just needs human blood. Unless there's something more nefarious or serious going on. I don't know.
0: Why couldn't she drink from the blood bag? That was human blood.
1: I don't what did, what was David's excuse that like he it needed to be warm from the tap or whatever he kept yeah. saying, or like straight from the vein, or mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, I guess I just kind of took his word for it. I didn't really think about it too much
0: yeah that that yeah. is a definitely a mystery, yeah, and I promise you wherever you think it's going, you're wrong,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm excited now I want to watch the next episode. You should be scared, <laughs> oh great,
0: uh-oh. <laughs> after all this
1: Elena just dies in season before episode 3 yep would have never seen it coming
0: (laughs) so yeah it's uh, kind of following in the tradition of the beginning of the season for this show that the first episode was kind of wrapping up some loose ends from the previous finale Uh and the second episode is setting up some of the plot lines for the rest of the season it feels like a new show really
1: after this episode
0: yeah there's two new characters like things are going different directions there's going to be at least one other new character showing Mm -hmm. up soon and everything's wild they're wild and crazy
1: kids (laughs) they are
0: that's for damn sure so out of all these wild and crazy kids who you want to punch i think i'm gonna have to go with the most mm,
1: yeah i'm gonna go with the most obvious one (laughs) and say that i'm going to punch connor yeah Um, He just came in on a violent ass rampage. The fact that he stabbed April with no reason and then like left her to like bleed out at her own father's funeral. Like that is an act of aggression. Like I feel like we almost don't even have in the show. Like usually at least the characters have like some sort of like issue with one another that like drives them to do these horrendous things. Yeah. Um, But I guess that's a... That's what we could expect from him. I don't know. But I want to punch him. I don't want him around. Shot Tyler a whole bunch of times. Yes, he did. Very rude bathroom etiquette, trying to like bust mm. down the door while somebody's in there. Yep. Just bad news all around. Totally. <laughs> Who do you want to punch, Claire?
0: Connor was definitely the obvious pick, so I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of somebody else now. I don't want to be, like, my immediate instinct to, sit, to say Jeremy, but I feel like that's lazy, so I'm trying to think if there's somebody else. Because I kind of liked everybody this week. There's one except for Matt person and Jeremy. who is
1: my backup.
0: I guess I am going to say Jeremy. because You can never
1: go wrong with a Jeremy punch. How
0: poorly he handled the conversation with April. <laughs> like, every word that came out of his mouth or a moment that he didn't say anything was just like... Falling like falling further down the flight of stairs of like stupidity. <laughs> and the, the fa- flight of stairs of stupidity. I love that. And the fact that like the way he complimented Connor's tattoo was to say "nice ink." Like, oh yeah, you're in a biker gang, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Come on, Jeremy. What a loser. I mean, the only way he could have said it that would have been stupid or would have been sweet tats.
1: Sweet tats, brah. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, but I would also agree with Connor. And now I want to know who your backup was.
1: My backup was Stefan. Ooh.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel uh, like I must have repressed all of my feelings about Stefan because I was just like, he didn't even occur to me. But I do agree with you Know that you've said it. Yeah,
1: it's a good transition into Wireman, <laughs> for sure.
0: But we got a high five first. But first
1: we got a high five, yes. Who, who do you want a high five this week?
0: Hmm. I want to high five uh, Elena. Nice. Because she was in a really tough spot this episode. She tried to work within the complicated interpersonal dynamics to, like, save her literal life. And I just really related to her projectile vomiting and then frantically (laughs) attempting to clean a bathroom. (laughs) It really brought me back to my 20s.
1: Oh... It was so gross, but so good. That's a good choice.
0: Who would you like to high five?
1: I feel like I keep picking Mary Carol Lockwood for like <laughs> just random one off lines that she has. Cause I just love her character so much. Um, when she said it was an internal matter I just was cackling for like 15 minutes Um, so I'm going to give her an honorable mention because Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't pick her to do a high five because I'm pretty sure it was either last week or the week before that I picked her for something
0: very similar Um, maybe we could start having a segment of what our favorite line of the episode was oh
1: I like that let's do that Okay, definitely we're picking it up next week Nice. (laughs) um I feel like there's so much crazy shit that happened in this episode. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to pick Matt. Whoa. I, I was very shocked and surprised that he volunteered to let Elena feed on him because I feel like he should have known that there was a chance that it was going to go south and it wasn't just going to be like a quick little nibble that it yeah. ended up being. Um I'm hoping that this is I I don't know if I'm hoping perhaps this is the beginning of like Matt getting some sort of like head on his shoulders and a little bit of like redemption. Hmm. But that seems like a hero standout moment for me in the episode. So I'm going to give credit where credit is due, even though it feels wrong. (laughs) I'll go ahead and choose him.
0: All right. I'll allow it. (laughs) It was really the least he could do.
1: Yeah, it's he over dinner.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i guess i'm doing that thing like where we do like with republicans nowadays where it's like if they do like the bare fucking minimum of just being like an actual regular human being we're like oh yeah great job like that's what i'm doing here with matt now
0: yeah well we gotta well, encourage good behavior i guess so <laughs> but speaking of that whole deal
1: wiremen. oh my gosh Why are they? So the big theme for me this episode is the fact that Stefan is trying to protect Elena from something that she A, needs to do, it seems like, and B, I forgot
0: B, holy shit, sorry. Is that he's projecting his own personal issues onto her situation?
1: (laughs) That's definitely part of it, yes. That can be C. That... (laughs) Yeah, Stefan is just really self-righteous here and he's holding up Elena. That's what it is. He's holding up Elena to a standard that he hasn't held literally any other vampire to. Yeah. And it seems like it's like pretty impossible for her. Mm-hmm. And it puts her in a situation too where she feels like she can't even like bring up her what seemed to be like primal needs. So she has to like go to Damon And then when he finds out, he tries to put it back on Elena as if it's Elena's fault. It's just like some old school like Stefan bullshit with like protecting Elena, like not letting her do what she needs to do. But this time it's even worse because it's like a pure like biological need, it seems like, and not just like Elena wanting to do dangerous things.
0: Yeah, and just wanting to control everything about the situation. Like, my way is the only way. And it's all, like, his own personal experience, which seems to be pretty unusual for vampires. Like, his problems with blood. Like, not everybody becomes a ripper. Like, people accidentally murder people when they're young, like Caroline did. But yeah, he's like, I can't. He literally said at some point, like, I can't let her turn out like me. I'm like, there's no indication that that would happen, especially with the support system that she has. Like, she has all the tools that she needs to do a good job. Like, I bring it up again. Like, Caroline was in much more difficult circumstances with no help. And she came out great. Like, she's doing fine.
1: That's
0: right. But he's just, like, coddling Elena. Like, oh, we can't let Elena have any sadness or difficult emotions. Like, wanting to spare her pain is one thing, but extrapolating that to like oh if elena has even one sad moment she'll go totally off the rails because bitches be crazy or something i don't know
1: right yeah it doesn't give elena the respect that she deserves yeah it's it's stefan like taking it upon himself and just telling her that he can't do it that she can't do it that she wouldn't be able to handle it yeah and which i don't think is accurate yeah i think she'd be all right i mean clearly she was Based on what she did to Matt the church, she just took right. two little sips and she's like, thank you. She, she was starving. Manners. I mean, the, yeah. then she
0: almost murdered April, but you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> no nobody's perfect. No <laughs> <laughs> and then sort of related to that, the whole dynamic with the love triangle this week is this thing that happens on a lot of teen dramas. Like I specifically think about Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. and Rory, Dean and Jess. Where the female part of the triangle is always, like, walking this tightrope of not, like, offending either of the men. Like, especially the one she's dating by, like, having anything to do with another male. Oh,
1: so it was right. always, like, yeah.
0: Dean would get so mad at Rory if she, like, talked to Jess that she would just lie to him about being friends with Jess. Because there was no way to win because he was so controlling and jealous and, like... She is my property. Another man cannot speak to her. And it's the same thing with Stefan here. He's like, it's not that there's no reason for Stefan to be insecure about his relationship with Elena, considering that she made out with Damon recently.
1: Right. But this is
0: not the way to deal with it. Like forcing her into a situation where she doesn't feel comfortable talking to her boyfriend about what like the serious issues that's going on. Like, that's not a sign of a healthy relationship. And it is Stefan's fault. (laughs) Like he's yeah. putting her in that position.
1: Absolutely, I really like the comparison that you're making to the Rory Dean Jess thing. I could totally see it here, for sure.
0: And Stefan is a total Dean, and oh, Damon is, is a total dean. Jess.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think the only other thing with Wiremen that like jumped out at me this week is just like the scary, violent, like toxic behavior of Cotter. And the fact that he's, like, doing a potential, like, mass shooting in a church. It's uh, a little too close to home for, like, some events that have happened in this country over, like, the past few years. I don't know if, like, decades, Yeah. (laughs) Just increasingly so. I know. I don't know, like, what year this came out, but I thought it was, like, pretty shocking, I feel like, to see on this show.
0: I feel like it was before the, like more gruesome mass church slash place of worship shootings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but That's what I figured it must have been. I
0: don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's not cute. And it's like, you're getting the idea that his whole vibe is sort of like an all figure where he's anti-vampire. He wants to kill the vampires, but the way he's going about it is just like literally shoot first, ask questions later and stab random children who have nothing to do with anything to, like, make your plan happen.
1: Yeah. It's it's weird.
0: He literally stabbed a child. <laughs> at her father's funeral. And left her to die.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. He's not good news.
0: Yeah. I definitely have my eyebrow raised at him.
1: I have my eyebrow raised at his disappearing
0: tattoo. Mm. Yes, we will have to. That, I do remember what that's all about.
1: That's one of the things I
0: remember from this season.
1: I feel like it has to do with something mystical. But what does Jeremy have besides the gaudy ass ring? Mm. Nothing good. see. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else going on up there.
0: Yeah, so many new mysteries. Mm. Just when you think we've solved them all. It's like (laughs) whack-a-mole.
1: Yep. You get a new tribal tattoo popping up and then you've got another one.
0: (laughs) What do you think Rebecca was up to this week?
1: Oh, I don't know. I feel like she was around with, like, the lantern activity. That seems like something that she would head up. But did they... I can't even remember. Did she leave town last episode?
0: Last we saw her, Klaus had just snapped her neck because she spilled all of Elena's blood. Right, right. And so she... Klaus is out of town, but she's still there, presumably. Yeah, he left. Yeah. I just Hopefully imagine that okay. she either tried to track down Klaus to kill him or she just went for a spa weekend because she's had it.
1: I like both of those ideas, too. Or better both. Than, Better than the student council lantern activity.
0: Yes. <laughs> maybe she went to actually research East Asian morning rituals. <laughs> for more than one second. <laughs> or did something from her own culture and, like, did some kind of, like, Viking funeral for, I don't know, Phil. <laughs>
1: R.I.P. Phil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, our very last segment, who should have done it? Hmm. Here,
1: I want you to go first with this one.
0: Okay, I feel like this is possibly the last time that I can say this, and I've said it so many times, but I have to say Damon and Alaric, or Ghost Alaric, I guess, because there were so many sweet callbacks to their relationship, and just like... The most emotional scene in the whole episode was the ending when Damon is grieving privately and the ghost of Alaric is just there. He's like, I am always watching you, boo. I know.
1: It was such a tender
0: moment. Mm hmm. True love transcends death.
1: Yeah, I feel like that is the appropriate choice for this <laughs> episode and in, in that scene for sure.
0: I have there a backup those one. Uh-huh. So if you don't say it I'll have to share it as an honorable mention.
1: Yeah, I feel like we might need an honorable mention. I'm just going to go with it even though it like totally negates everything that I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, but it was way sexy. Mm. I have to pick Elena and Damon, like that was a very sexy scene in the Mystic Grill bathroom. <laughs> and like after watching like her and Stefan do their like Hip rub, zoom, makeout, wood session, and like. Then girl your skin tight Dana. cargo
0: pants are so hot.
1: <laughs> it was like night and day. Oh my gosh! So, I'm gonna go with it. It seemed right. It seemed right to me. I agree. <laughs> Sounds good. I know you were I like going
0: stepping. hard for Stelena la- the last couple of weeks.
1: But of course stuff it's back on his old bullshit. I thought that he was like turning a co- well, of course I shouldn't have, but I thought that he was turning a corner because he was giving Elena like so much agency like around her own decisions. And what? That just stopped this week because
0: because Damon didn't leave town like he was supposed to.
1: Yeah, so now he's got to like exert his control and that's why you got to have Elena creeping around in the bathroom with with Damon.
0: <laughs> yep, that's what happens. <laughs>
1: What gets your honorable mention?
0: Uh, so Caroline and Tyler were interrupted mid or pre coitus So yes. they were probably still feeling pretty aroused when they went to the boarding house. And Stefan was pulling stuff out of Tyler's chest. They were all very close in the dark. And I feel like they probably could have had a three-way and just moved on afterwards and never mentioned it again.
1: Definitely. I could definitely see that for Stefan and Caroline. I just feel like Tyler doesn't seem like the kind of person who would like want a threesome. I don't know why. He just seems like too selfish or something.
0: Interesting, interesting. I guess I he know. would only want a threesome if it was two ladies.
1: Yeah, def- yeah. Who were he's like
0: just servicing him.
1: Yeah, he's like that kind of that kind of guy, it seems like. Perhaps. But or maybe that's a, like that's a good
0: mention. He's only gay for Jeremy.
1: Yeah, you know what? I could see that actually. Or
0: and Matt. He already has enough
1: boyfriends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't want to think about Tyler's dick anymore. Yeah, (laughs) same. So, yeah, good episode. I liked it. I kind of remember the next one. It definitely is interesting from what I recall. Um, I hope we see more of Bonnie. She was barely there this week. I know oh we got like a very brief mention of Jamie so they haven't completely forgotten he exists oh yeah she mentioned in her like depression scene with Stefan like oh yeah I've just been basically like lying on the couch doing nothing I'm in a serious mental health crisis and nobody is taking care of me and I'm totally blowing off Jamie <laughs> I'm like could they just like not get the actor right now or did they just not care about Bonnie uh, probably the latter
1: yeah but at least he got a shout out so we know that he's didn't just drop off the face of the Vampire
0: Diaries <laughs> Earth for no reason. I, I'm pretty sure we do see him again. <laughs> okay, that's good. I don't remember when or how many times, but... Yeah,
1: I hope we get some more information from Bonnie, at least, like, next episode on, like, what is going on with, like, the Grams, like, which mm-hmm. middle place thing
0: Mindy Slink. other, Saint other house.
1: side, other side. That's what they call it, not middle. <laughs> other side. I keep slipping my mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you have any uh, theories about our theories, without spoiling things that you want to share with us, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries or Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries.
1: We're also on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore Podcast. And if you'd like to send us some longer form communication, you could also send us an email at uh, the v- is it the VT Diaries yes. at gmail.com. That is correct. That is correct. That is our email address. <laughs> and as always, we love when people listen to us um, <laughs> and leave us ratings and reviews, especially on iTunes. So if you haven't done that yet, please go ahead and leave us a review. We love reading them so much.
0: Yes, uh, Beth is pregnant, and uh, you have to do what pregnant people say. It's the law.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a cardinal rule.
0: <laughs> so, on that note, I hope that if you go to any memorial services, nobody is there with a sniper rifle to ruin it for everybody, <laughs> and don't stab children. He's a repa.